Productions. I'm your host, Sean and Danny, starring the pod. How you doing, man? Yes, I am I am fully chaotic neutral. It's the best way to live life. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> there's there's a on the crew that I work with, like when I first went over there, there was like eight people, and there was only one female on the crew. I as you just sound go full and sell and just call her female the whole time. <laughs> Jeez. Uh preview of what's coming up later in the episode. <laughs> um but she would like like you know, discussions would come up and she would say something and all the guys would disagree with her. But I'm like, wait, she's right. And she'd look at me like, wait a minute, you're agreeing with me? And I'm like, well, you're right. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna like you because you don't just follow the guys. Like the guys always the guy could be one of the guys could be hundred percent wrong and all the other guys will rally around him, be like, Yeah, he's right. And I'm like, no, I either like stand with the side of who's right or the side that'll make me laugh the most. <laughs> I mean, I they could be wrong, but if it's funny, then I'll agree with them. Sorry. But there's times where she's like gets mad at me for taking their side. And I'm like, but it's funny. <laughs> oh, Speaking of funny, man. So I've read this story on on reddit there's a guy running for congress in manhattan mm-hmm. and he's actually one of the few politicians that just doesn't make empty campaign promises sean he's living he's living the life of his promise because mm. he's one of his camp go ahead i was gonna say what is it what is he thriving on so one of his uh, plat- uh platforms that he's running on is sex worker positive like he's pro like prostitution basically like mm-hmm. wants to legalize it yeah so to show his support he filmed and released his own uh porno or sex tape i guess you would call it because there's no plot it's just him having sex with some chick fair enough <laughs> and and um unlike some people in the part uh, that's being elected she actually was over 18 so it's okay and it wasn't a restroom, like footsie game. No, it was like they when got a hood. There was actual bed involved. Oh boy. Yes. So, you know he he can't uh, he can't be accused of lying about being the sex worker positive platform. Mm-hmm. Live the change you want to be, Sean. Live, <laughs> live the change you want to be. Or as the guy I used to work with would say, "Don't talk, don't talk about it. Be about it." Yeah, I was like, we were. Earlier this year, we were in Nevada. They had political messages on the TV, and it was like every one of them was, I have a gun, and I'm going to shut down the abortion clinics. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, this is this is it. This is the best we got. You know, nothing about economics. You know, <laughs> nothing about fixing roads. Just guns and shutting down the <laughs> Planned Parenthood. Got you. Or, you know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, we got to respect what the Bible says about marriage and not let the gays get marriage. Also, my husband just filed divorce on for a divorce because I've cheated on him multiple times. But that's <laughs> but, but but it wasn't gay, so it's okay. <laughs> Ooh, man, I, terrible news. Isn't, isn't that a? Uh, I, uh, I saw a clip on Reddit. Some dude was like walking on a street corner. Um, waving a trump flag blaring the green day song american idiot 
And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think the song means what you think it does. That's not voting for Biden. <laughs> I mean, he literally says in there, I don't want to be a part of the redneck agenda. <laughs> but then again, you know, those are the same people that found out that um, killing in the name of wasn't about um, disobeying the government and not wearing a face mask during the global pandemic. The, the fuck you, I won't do what you tell me part wasn't all of the only lyrics. You know, there's the part about, you know, police <laughs> being bad and racist that they completely we don't ignored. Like, and then when they did yeah. find out. We don't like that part of the song. We're just going to pretend it yeah. doesn't exist in the song. <laughs> and then, then when they found out it exists, all they're like, when did rage get political all of a sudden? It's like, you mean from their, before their first album was released? When they were <laughs> writing all these songs? <laughs> and even before Rage formed, like, Zach De La Rocha's other band, Inside Out? I don't know, man. But my favorite, like, response is, uh, uh, Tom Morello had a guitar, like, on the back he had written, uh, Fuck Trump. And some guy called, tried to call him out on Twitter. He's like, oh, just because you play guitar doesn't mean you know anything about politics. Mm-hmm. And he's like... It doesn't take someone with a master's degree in political science to know that Trump is bad for the country. I mean, I have one, but you don't need to have you don't need to have one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you just did that random. I mean, I have it. I just but you don't need it. <laughs> oh man, so what are you sipping on as we're uh, triggering some of our listen- dozen of listeners? Yeah, true. When um. When the Fajor was visiting, we stopped by this little brewery called Hidden Sands out in um, in uh, Heart Egg Harbor Township. Um, I had I picked up a crowler, and this is their um, tropical... Oh, shoot. I already forgot what it was called. I don't have the can on me. I failed. <laughs> no, fo- no follow-up questions? No follow-up. Even if it isn't, even if it isn't a direct... It is First a, question, not a follow-up. It's a fruited sour, um, but it is super good. I I literally can't stop drinking it. Like, I might I might go get the other pint that I poured for somebody else in this house and go steal it. Just exit the show. But give me based on based on the text messages that I've received. It's it's uh, justifiable karma. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Oh, justifiable karma side. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful light color, as you would expect. (laughs) I just received a message that said, "Don't take my beer." Either uh, don't touch my beer. Eavesdropping. Either she's uh, either either you're being spied on, or the the Russians are spying on the show. She's a witch, and you should like throw her in a river and see if she floats like a duck. <laughs> um, anyways, back to Hidden <laughs> Sands Brewery in New Jersey. Fruited sour, super good. Um, it got a nice, easy color. It, I think the sourness is really soft, makes it, I think. Definitely, this could be this could be like an everyday drinking beer, like that's how solid and light it is. Like you get you get a nice little quick pucker, nice sweet fruity taste. I mean, you can't ask for more from like a like an everyday beer like that. 
Right. It's not going to like give you heartburn or uh, no. make you feel like you, like you know, you've drank it for a while because your body just hates you. <laughs> exactly. It might hate me, but you know, for other in a different, for a different reason. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, easy, easy, sour taste. I think for a sour, I think it's very soft and easy to drink. Just, it's magic. It's magic in a glass. I wish they were not like an hour and a half from my house. <laughs> they don't. Oh yeah, never mind. You live in Jersey, one of like the the states with shitty beer laws, so they definitely can't deliver it to you. <laughs> no, they can't. I don't think they would want to drive this way. And I've not. I haven't seen them in cans, so I didn't. Well, no, like I can order from like. Oh, you know, different breweries and they'll like overnight ship it through oh. uh, like GSO out here. I don't know what, if they're nationwide, but Golden State on whatever is like they're generally the preferred overnight shipping company for because they're they do wine also. So they already have all the permits for alcohol. Oh, you don't have to wine on the show. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> You ever get that weird feeling like the system isn't working, so you have to double check in the middle of the show just to make yourself feel better? Um, every show I'm paranoid that the show didn't record until it's posted. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, every week I have this like like minor minor you know like ripple effects of panic attacks until the show is posted. Then I know we're good for one more week. I, I feel like I have the same sensation like when I set my alarm. I like hope like set my alarm, put it down five minutes later. I didn't really set that alarm correctly. I'm like, no, you did. Nah, let's go double check. No, but it, it was set perfectly. There was no reason to open up the phone, turn off the alarm, and turn on the alarm again. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't I don't I'm I'm uh old and don't have a I don't use my phone as an alarm. So I actually have like one of those like annoying alarm clocks that you know, like you see in movies only now anymore. Oh, like the that sounds like, like sounds like an air raid siren is going off. Someone that's like, jeez, that one. Yeah, you don't have the old school like round clock. Like no, I don't have that. No, it's not that old, but you know, <laughs> couple generations like one of those people... above that. <laughs> yeah, but not up to the phone yet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking, man? So, um, yesterday I went out to, uh, this is just a quick side note. Yesterday I went out to, uh, Everywhere Beer Company because, uh, I had, because as part of my membership there, I get two flights every month mm. or as they call them tastings, Tastings. which sounds, sounds even more, which sounds more impressive. So you had to go and get this month's tastings. Yes. Don't want and so, uh, waste. Yes, exactly. And so they, you know, they have like as they're, like as they're being opened up longer, they have uh, brought into their selections because in the past, like before, they only had like a couple, like barely enough for like uh, tastings for for them to get all the beers, you know. Yeah. Um, like by the time you uh, like got all the like you got five pours, you almost had everything on the menu. Um. But this this time, man, like so the first time I got I got I was only gonna get one. And we because we're kind of killing time. And so I had their uh Czech Pilsner that was amazing. Mm -hmm. So good that like when I got my second tasting, I got two pours of the Czech Pilsner <laughs> out of the five. So I ended up with three thirty percent of my uh flight, my tasting was their Czech Pilsner. <laughs> and then I got uh their Kolsch, which 
was all right. Why I mean, it was good. Why don't they just go like either two tastings or like a half priced pint? I don't know. That's just the deal. I got you. Or like two tastings or one pint. Like, but um, but right. the, but it was. I like the two tastings because then I can try like a lot of stuff. So got you. Then they had a couple of uh, they had a grisette and a saison. Um, and then they but they have surprisingly good seltzers. Hmm. Which is kind of reason part of the reason why I'm glad that they you know do the flights so that they can try things that I normally wouldn't. So like last time when I went there, um, I picked four out of the five and I let the guy there pick my fifth one, and he picked their like super fruited seltzer that they had at the time. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty amazing. So this time they had one, another one, and it's so seasonal. So this one had a coconut cream, toffee, milk, sugar, pumpkin, and spices. So it was almost basically like a pumpkin. Uh, spice latte. Nice. It was. I thought it was all right, but like, I my wife really loved it, and so I I like I gave it to her, and I'm like, I brought it back. I gotta go to the bathroom. So I came back in the bathroom real quick, and by the time I came back, it was gone. And I'm like, oh, you really did like it. And she's like, it was good, but it was rich. Like, I don't think I could drink much more than a tasting of it. You know, but but then they also had a hibiscus lemonade one, mm-hmm. which. Like, I like my lemonade sweet, but this tasted like a nice fruit tarty lemonade. And then they had another one that was a cucumber and pineapple. And if you want to get fancy, you could have tahined the rim. <laughs> but yeah, they have a nice spot. Um, they always have a food truck out front. This one, they had, it was a barbecue truck. Like, I was I'm walking up, I'm like, I can't tell what the truck is. And then I saw the... On either side of the door, on the back of the truck, they one had the state of California and the other had the state of Texas. And I'm like, oh, I bet it's California. I mean, barbecue, I mean. And I looked up and saw the name. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is barbecue. Never mind. I'm good. Get that BBQ. So, but the beer I'm drinking today was as a result, a couple weeks ago, I went to uh, La Bodega to uh, get something, a couple light, easy beers to drink on the podcast. And I failed. Task failed successfully. And so these are one of the barley wines that I picked up. Yes. We, on, I remember we talked about this, uh, I think, last week about your trip. Yes. So I don't know if you recognize anything about the label. It's a little bit of a, your past, uh, you know, reference rage against the machine again. I want to drink Jackie O-O-O-O's Please Don't Die. <laughs> so from Jackie O's Brewing, this is Endolith. It's a barley wine style ale aged in bourbon barrels. And there's pretty much all they have to say. They just have the name and then, you know, the rest of it's just legal legalese requirements. Here's some barley wine. Like, fucking aged on bourbon. What more do you want? It's a 11.6, oh, 13.6 alcohol volume, and it's a 12.7 ounce ball. Oh, nice. So apparently they like to pay a little bit extra to get that extra point seven ounces of beer in there <laughs> instead of just instead of just you know buying the generic 12 ounce bottles <laughs> oh man but it just smells like you can smell like the the toffee the caramel like barley winey with the bourbon barrel the barrel this is this could be like bottle logic and be like oh wow surprisingly smooth or it's just like oh i'm just taking a shot of bourbon oh man that is so good it's like bourbon is all on the nose. Sweet, sweet but, bourbon. And it just it does, but it does add a sweetness to the beer. But it's like 
there's no burn. You don't get that whiskey mm-hmm. burn. Yeah. When you take that, when you take that first sacrificial drink, and then you drink again and it still burns because that <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris from the Whiskey Noobs podcast, because they're lying to us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Man, but yeah, no, dude, this, this is like, I like how they have to like, you know, get around things like how, if it's, if it's champagne, you can only make it in a certain area mm-hmm. of France. So there's like different ways to do barley wine. There's like, sometimes it's one word, sometimes it's two words. So this is the two word one. Like, we don't want to get sued for barley wine copyright infringement. <laughs> but it tastes exactly like a good English barley wine. Sometimes... Like the Americans, they just like to ruin everything by putting hops and shit. Hey, what if you made an IP a barley wine and just made it fucking taste like a gross IPA? <laughs> oh man. So Friday night was my uh sister's birthday, and she hit me up, and one of her friends also has a birthday on the same day. Mm-hmm. And so they got a group together and we went to a dueling pianos bar Hey-o. in Claremont. Have you ever been to one? No, I've not been to a dueling piano bar. I've seen them, but I've not. Um, haven't really. Uh, I think we had maybe we had one at a work dinner, but I didn't really pay attention because, like, after we ate, I went. I just hung out at the bar, and I think I bought Irish car bombs for like ten people. Someone who's named after Sean Connery. You seem to be pretty culturally insensitive, dude. <laughs> Would you also put Sunday Bloody Sunday on the jukebox while you were drinking it? I'm like, yeah. no, I did not. <laughs> I, I just, there was a lot of beer that night. It was like, I think like just the round of shots was like over a hundred and over a hundred bucks. Because I think I paid for it. I know I added it. I think I I think my bill was almost two fifty, just on drinks. Fancy, yeah, fancy, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I went to the Kings Oklahoma opener, and I went. I met up with some a couple of two of the three guys from the Kings Run podcast, mm-hmm. and one of them was kind of giving me shit because like we met up beforehand at this restaurant, and their beer menu was fucking garbage. It was like, hey, do you want a regular a, West, a regular IPA or a hazy IPA or like Bud Light? One of the ma- a macro beer. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so I just, I'm like, they had Modelo. And I'm like, all right, Modelo's decent. And the guy was going to buy like the first round of first beer. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying for it. Fuck it. I'll get a Modelo. Yeah. And then they're like, you want the, the big the big glass or the small glass? And I'm like, I'll just take the small glass. And there was like five other people there. And they all ended up getting the same beer, the fucking seasonal uh, stone brewing hazy. Yeah. In the 22 ounce. And that guy was kind of calling me out for like not having, you know, the big beer and having a clear one. And I'm like, Dude, uh, I didn't tell him, but it's like, I told my wife, I'm like, dude, I'd rather just not drink beer if there's no good beer option. So, you know, at the Dueling Piano Bar, you again, just, the same thing. You like, should have just said, I, I want your best whiskey neat. Just fucking put them to shame. I mean, it would have sucked kind of no. for you, but at least you would have won the social game. Just go. No, because the, the guy, the, the, the guy who uh, owns the studio where they record at. Yeah. His uh his whiskey collection almost puts mine to shame. Got you. Like and this was and this was like, the guy talking shit. No, no, this wasn't not the guy talking oh, shit. Got you. Oh, the got guy you. talking shit is the one that the last time we went to a Kings game together, he got fucking drunk and disappeared for a while, and then showed up, came back again with another beer, and spilt it down my back. Oh, 
You guys are just meant to be rivals. God, if you guys yes. both didn't love the Kings, this would have escalated so much faster. Man, dude, this is a sad time for me being a sports fan. The Kings finally won their first game. They're one and three. The Raiders, they can't lose today at least. Because they don't play. Yes, but they're one and four. E. And the Dodgers fucking got embar- fucking embarrassed out of the playoffs after after breaking the team record for most wins in a season. Previous record was 110 wins out of 162. This year they won 111 out of 162. And got and then smoked. they they won what they got reverse like they got like basically mostly swept by the Padres gotcha. out of the playoffs because they won a game and then they lost the rest. Oh, e. Maybe you should go get some whiskey, bud. But anyways, we can, um, we can take a break. I'll write. I'll write down the time. You get yourself some whiskey, healing whiskey. <laughs> I, I think I think the whiskey and the 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 barley wine is good for now. <laughs> but um, at the dueling pianos, I was looking at their beer menu. Yeah, and you know it's bad when their craft beer selection includes PBR. That was under. That was listed as craft. craft. It's only craft if you're not in Ohio <laughs> or Pennsylvania. <laughs> You mean like Yingling? Uh, how people out here are like, man, why can't we get Yingling? That sounds amazing. Bring it out here, and then everyone out there is like, you know, it's just like your basic dude, lager, right? There's like, the only thing special about it. it is that uh, the only thing special about it is that it doesn't distribute outside of a certain area. Yeah, dude. There was some. We went to a Michigan party, and they asked me to like bring Yingling, and I'm like, why? Can't you just buy that shit up there? They're like, no, they don't distribute to Michigan. Like fine, fuck. <laughs> you can get you can get Yingling in your area in Ohio. Uh, yeah, oh, in Ohio. I, I think, oh, in Ohio. Okay. I think I could get it in Jersey too. I mean, it. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty close to the brewery. It's not like that. It's not yeah, yeah. So I figured. Yeah, yeah, but it's. I mean, it's it's not a bad beer. It's just that it's not. Like I know people that have got had like done trades for it or you know finagled a way to get it out here, and they're like, "What's so special about this beer?" And they're like. That's what everyone's trying to tell you, but you just—you're like, no, people out there love it. it must be great. No, so anyways, they, they just love it because they drink it over like Bud Light. <laughs> yes, yeah. When the choices are Yingling or Modelo or Bud Light, then yes, you'll get a Yingling. Yeah. Or up in like upstate New York, where a friend of the show Man Thing lives, it's uh, Genesee Brewing. Is their uh, uh, their crack like macro beer. macro their their micro macro beer, <laughs> or like you can get it everywhere. Yeah. Like when I went out there the first time, he was like, "Yeah, you don't want this, man. It's shit." My mom used to drink it, you know, and it was like, <laughs> "Well, I think she drank it because it was like cheap, because yeah. it's like local." And mm-hmm. at the time, she probably get like a twelve pack for like five bucks or something, yeah, or three bucks, yeah. But anyways, so my go to now, and I did it both last night and the night before, uh, whiskey sours, which I had one. One was better than the other. The one at the dueling piano was not so great. They use probably just use the shitty sour mix, and not the fact. But anyways, dude, if you ever get a chance, like actually pay attention, man. It was so much fun. Like people, like the way it works is, you know, you got the there's like three pianists, and they kind of rotated, so there was always two up there, and um, like they would take requests, and basically, like you kind of had to bribe them with money. They're like, yeah, if there's requests up here, um, with no money, we might play them, but probably not. Because anybody that gives us money, whoever gives more money, goes ahead, right, at the front of the line. Yeah. And then the way it works, the dueling part of it is each pianist has a like a 
button that's like an openable case in front of them. Yeah. And so like if someone's playing a song and you don't like it, yeah. you can go to the other pianist and give them one dollar more than the song that's currently being played <laughs> to shut the fuck up. And so you push the shut the fuck up button and that stops that song. <laughs> like the smoke comes out, the lights go off, and it's like but buzzer sound. Oh geez. And then and so at one point for one of the songs, like it got up to like 80 bucks. People would come up and it's like, no, play the song instead. Somebody come up and keep playing it. No, no, play the song instead. Keep playing it. So, oh, just go back and forth between the two songs. Yes, jeez. But yes, and so then, um, and then like, um, they pull people up on stage for like birthdays and stuff. And so like, basically, they sing like an embarrassing song about you. Like if it's a chick, basically the songs have different variations of how much you love dick. Um, and then they sing happy birthday to you and, you know, give you a, give, like that you spin a, a, a wheel that has like four drinks on it, uh, four shots on it. And they buy you a drink, one of those shots. But yeah, man, I got pretty drunk. I had a couple <laughs> of the whiskey sours and one of, one of my, uh, my sister's old neighbor bought round of shots of tequila for everybody. And then I saw that they had a Pilsner that, that I didn't see on the menu. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just, like, I'm done like drinking to get drunk. I just want to like not get sober before I leave because I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I just slip it on the Pilsner, which is pretty amazing. It was from a uh, Claremont craft ales, mm. man. But yeah, man, like Jody, I we were there. Like Jody was like, I want to come back again. Like I want to bring like this other group of friends that she knows. So, like, I think we'd have fun with them. So when you're in town, maybe we'll have to go make a reservation for the dueling pianos in Claremont <laughs> and lie and say that it's your birthday. No, 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 bro. But but they did, yeah, because they didn't sing song. They had the guys like pose and basically shake their like thrust at the crowd, or that they were supposed to do. But then the guy that was with us, like he was like doing like some weird dance, and the lady just started calling out Martin Short. It's like I said, I said thrust. Don't be up here like dancing like Martin Short. <laughs> but yeah, they were pretty funny. They all had good chemistry, man. It was it was just a good time, like. Now that I now that I've been to a piano, dueling piano bar, like I know there's one in the New York, New uh, or the Paris in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But if like we're somewhere and we have a chance to go to a dueling piano bar, we're probably gonna end up going all the time now. Nice. Getting drunk and just throwing money at people to play shitty songs. I think I stayed at Paris once. I know, I've I stayed know. there twice. Once with my wife and once for a Final Fantasy convention. Fucking nerd. Duh. <laughs> and then uh last night after i left everywhere everywhere beer company i went to go to the belasco theater in la and i was kind of like bummed because the parking lot that i normally park at which is like pretty much right next to the belasco was all fenced off and like when we left i was looking inside the one of the holes in the thing like the sh- whatever they have inside the chain link fence so you can't really see inside yeah but they had dug a big old hole so it looks like either they're going to put um, it looks like they're probably going to build another like high rise with parking in the basement, mm. which sucks because that was like the Mayan Theater and the Velasco Theater are like right there next to where they're building it, and that was like the parking lot for those two. Oh, geez. So we had to park like a few blocks away, but we ended up going to see this Japanese band called Bandmaid. Yeah, and I totally meant to like be prepared and like um find one of their songs and then send it to you and say, Hey, make this the opening of the show. And I did not remember until, right. uh, 
until you did the opening of the show. And I was like, oh, fuck, I was supposed to send him a song. <laughs> and you're like, welcome to the VR Adult Show. And I'm like, oh, I totally forgot. Oh, well. So, you know, they're like, I don't even know what kind of genre to describe them as because they play pretty heavier and faster. Mm-hmm. And they almost, but they don't sing like, like metal necessarily, yeah. right? Um, and like the crowd was into it, so it's like a weird mix of like metal and J-pop. Got you. Um, but apparently, like I thought, like I was just the weird one who liked the bassist because I like bassists. But apparently, she's like the most popular member of the band. Yeah. Is there a song you want to point... play? No, I don't know. I'm not off the top of my head. I'll find one. Like we. I can't think of any other songs off the top of my head. Thrill, Freedom, Influencer, Unleash. Yeah, pick one. Dealer's Choice. They're all good. <laughs> They're all good? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Alright, I'm gonna do Freedom. This is a this is a live version. Do they speak any English? I'll take a big one of the one of the guitarists like basically is like their spokesperson. Oh. And uh they just, the only thing that's like about the show is like every like they play for like twenty minutes and then stop for like ten minutes and talk. <laughs> Don't know if that's like a Japanese thing or just because they were like tired from walking out so hard for like a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, I thought I was the weird one and like with like like the bassist because I'm a fan of bassist. But <laughs> to the point where people had like they had printed up like rally towels. Yeah. With her chant on there, Misa, Misa, Misa. <laughs> and apparently yesterday was her birthday. Oh. And so the guitar like like they you know they stopped and stuff and the guitarist asked her, like, what did you want for your birthday? And she's like, she kind of like kind of you know got shy and or something and like whispered in the guitarist's ear and she, you know, through translation, she was like, She wants to Eat a shot. And it's like, <laughs> okay, we know what you mean. You're good enough. Close enough. And so finally, someone brought her up a shot and, you know, yeah. hung pie, misa, misa, misa. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, I thought it, I thought I was like the weird one that liked the bassist. But apparently, because she's uh-huh. like, so the drummer and the two guitarists dress like maids and the singer and the bassist, they just wear all black dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, The crowd was like chanting along, like, it just shows that you don't need to understand the language to know that rock is universal. But like I said, it, it was very much like being at like, you know, you watch anime and you see the, the pop, the J-pop idol shows where the crowd is like chanting along. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the only thing they missed was like the glow sticks that they have to represent <laughs> how you vote for your favorite uh, girl in the group. Like yes. every girl has a color associated with her. <laughs> But then they probably didn't do that because everyone would just showed up with the Misa ones. Danny, your weeb level is like over nine thousand, dude. You know what? And it's weird. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Like when I, if I tell people I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go see Metallica, they're like, oh yeah, Metallica, that's yeah. awesome. But then I'm like, I'm gonna go see Bandmaid, and they're like, who's that? I never heard of them. Like, oh man, they're just like metal band. They're Japanese, and then all, all now all of a sudden it's like, wait, what's wrong with you? And it's like, why are they in a <laughs> Right. I mean, it's the like, sound is pretty like, damn good, though. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, dude, they're like, they like, rock. Damn, yeah. No, I feel you, man. I feel you. 
like because I listened to them without any video. I just had their. I bought all their albums and was listening to their their music. Mm-hmm. Quite better for the show that I dropped the thing that I was making all the noise with. <laughs> <laughs> so I could stop that. Um, but yeah, it's like I can't remember what comedian had a joke about it, but it was like one of those countries where they were known for like under like legal underage prostitution. Yeah. And what he was like, yeah, that's one of those countries where if you tell people like as a man that you're going there by yourself for vacation, automatically like questions and red flags get raised. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's like I'm going to Singapore for vacation. And it's like by yourself for business. Oh, for fun, huh? What kind mm. of what kind of fun? What are you gonna do over there, huh? What are you doing? Hmm. 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 Exactly. That's the way I feel whenever I like people ask me about bandmate. I'm like, better do a cup check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man. So I'm not, Danny. Just because we're making fun of you, we'll uh. I'm going to take one for the team a little bit. Uh, so there's a, I built a discord server for, uh, cause I'm quitting Ebony and I'm playing a different game called war and order. I'm playing with like one person I know from Ebony and I, I met a bunch of cool people and we're playing and, you know, there's a couple alliances that kind of want to group together to, you know, get ready for server wars and stuff. So one of them was like, and it could maybe just be a translation like thing. I don't know, but he was like, like they they put on like they're like traps are the best, and I literally put a gif of uh, Alfonso on there. <laughs> no response from anyone. I'm sure it went ever went over everybody's head, but I at least laughed inside. So. <laughs> There you go, bud. You're not alone. No, no, I know. That's why we're uh, we we're simpatico. We have the podcast. Exactly. We can we can we can at least at least we're not alone in our embarrassment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so oh those, man. And for those uh, that are uncultured, a trap is a reference to a guy that's dressed up as a girl. And Alfonso is a guy dressed as a girl in an anime. So. What country is it known for the lady boys? It was like in uh, The Hangover, where it's like, we came together. We came at the same time, and he was like, ah! <laughs> but anyway, th- I heard the joke. It was like, what what, what, what does a, when a, like a woman from that country break when she walks into a wall? What? Oh, her, her boner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. No. So there's some drama in the video game world, Sean. You don't say, Danny. You don't say. So I guess they're making a Bayonetta three, and they've had the same voice actress for one and two, mm-hmm. but she's come out and said that she's not going. Like it's come, it's already been announced that she's been replaced. Like she's not doing the voice act work on that. So she came out and explained why. Basically, they basically didn't want to pay her anything, like four thousand dollars for the whole character for like the whole sh- game. And like you know, reading stuff on Reddit, it's like that was like like way under like basic scale, you know, like especially yeah. since she's been doing the character for a while, it's not like you know, it's a first game, and you know, there's already been two of them, and people know her. 
Yeah, it's um, not like it's an unknown game with unknown voice actors or anything that might not ever make money or anything. Like, Bayonetta is a pretty stable game. Yes, and so... Um, she was... the And surprisingly, I'm surprised by the actress that replaced her because they were like, well, I'll be... Like, like, and I don't know if it's like how much is known or how much is like conspiracy theory, but basically people were like that they wanted to replace her. And so, but they didn't want to like be the bad guys and say, well, like, and her be like, well, they didn't even offer me the role. So they could be like, well, we offered you the role, but you didn't want to take the money that we offered you. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Right. So it made it seem like she was being greedy, even mm-hmm. though people are like, wait, that's, that's fucking not how much you paid the other. I, you, I can't imagine the actress that replaced her being paid at that little because yeah. I can't remember her name, but she's done a ton of roles, including Femship. Got you. Oh, oh, wow. They got her to do it. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't imagine she's taking, you know, cheap money for it. Right. And so that's the conspiracy theory that they're like, wait, we have a chance to get this other voice actress who's more prolific, who's a more known name in the video game world. So let's get rid of this one that's only, we've only, you know, that isn't as known unless you're a Bayonetta fan. Which, if you're buying Bayonetta, aren't you a Bayonetta fan? Yeah. But I guess they want to get the filthy casuals in, try to convince the Mass Effect people to play Bayonetta. Maybe. So anyways, she's come out and like basically aired her grievance and said to boycott the game. And instead of um, the, take the money that you're going to uh, give, but we would have bought the game yeah, uh, and donated it to a charity. Mm-hmm. What, um, I wonder if she's hard to work with. I don't know. I I would think it's more a thing of like, they had a chance to get a quote unquote bigger name. I feel like, I think if she was hard to work with, she they wouldn't they wouldn't have gone down this way. This is a very weird way to go. Exactly, that's the other one too. Then they could have came out and said, "Yeah, we replaced you because, like Ed Norton as the Hulk, you know, hard to work with. Yeah, Terrence Howard as War Machine, yeah. hard to work with. <laughs> He's also crazy talking about how uh, making up new forms of math and uh, other crazy like science things." Mm-hmm. Damn. So, but yeah. So, I don't know. I haven't. I played a little bit of the first Bayonetta. I haven't played the se- never played the second because it went to um, be an exclusive on a console that nobody likes. <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess true weebs. The uh, Switch became a Nintendo exclusive, which is weird for a game like that. It's like, like Bayonetta going to the Switch is like, you know, um an uncensored anime going to Crunchyroll and then being, like, concerned about having to censor it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, if you don't know what Bayonetta is, basically, it's like, I don't even know if she's a demon or whatnot, but her hair can... Her her hair is, like, her power, and it makes, and it makes like, a suit for her, and when she does, like, crazy um, attacks and stuff, like, her suit gets, like, folded back into her hair, so she's, like running around like an underwear <laughs> to do these yes and it's, powerful attacks and it's basically like one of those like quick time event games where when you fight like like god of war where it's like the action slows down and it's like a b x so <laughs> you can't wait for god of war one month in one month one month so yeah so if you if you had plans on buying bayonetta 3 just let your conscience guide your all purchasing decisions yeah go buy, go uh, buy god of war too. go buy god of war instead it'll be fun oh man and then and then another crazy person 
Alan Moore. Did you read the article that I sent you about him being a crazy person? I was skimming it, yeah. I almost want to read some of these comics. <laughs> oh, man. So, basically, he talks about how the, the rise in popularity and fandom of comic books and comic book movies among adults is causing the rise of fascism in America. <laughs> It's like, you know, because it was like the year that Donald Trump got elected, like the, the three most popular movies that year were comic book movies. And I'm like, that sounds more like correlation than causation. Like, I don't think those two things have anything to do with each other. That's like saying, you know, the more people buy cell phones, the more fat, you know. Yeah, you could you could tell me that Captain America fighting Nazis during World War Two was a push to make to unite the country you can't tell me that mickey mouse pumping out movies about you know crazy shit happening and like avengers has anything to do with that because <laughs> like they're way too different things going on right and 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 the thing that kind of made sense in his art in his argument was that you know the comic books at least the movies like it's very simple who the good guys and the bad guys are. It doesn't require any gray area or thinking. Yeah. And you gotta, so... You gotta look at the intelligence of the average person. And just know that more than <laughs> half, like, half of those people are below that level. <laughs> George Carlin joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a reference I understood. Look at this. We're tying oh, man, it all back into each other. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. And then but then more this is kind of sad. Uh like someone hoping that like they can like rely on the goodness of people in the comic world mm -hmm. story. So artist Peach Momoko, like she's like the new hot thing, like how Art Germ was a few years ago, even though he's still like doing stuff, but she's the new one. Mm -hmm. Um she did a lot like a lot of covers and stuff. And so she made her first appearance at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love, I just want to show my love to the and appreciation to my fans. I want to, you know, make everything about the fans. And so she had this policy where she would sign 10 books for free. Mm -hmm. And once you would get those, and if you wanted to, you could get those 10 books signed and then go get back in line mm -hmm. and get 10 more books signed. Sounds reasonable. And so basically. And so basically, but then the problem was, is that people were showing like vendors and exhibitors and people, and there's this ebay-esque place for comic books called whatnot mm -hmm. where people like you know like they have their own quote-unquote comic store and get like a shitty exclusive comic cover or whatever but um so people were rolling up to her table with like short boxes of her books pulling out 10 of them having her sign them put them back in like getting them graded put them back in and then go get back in line or not even all the way back in line they cut in with people they knew and so her line was basically wrapped around artist alley jesus like the whole time and like Sunday morning, it was like family day, you know, they like the kids get in for free or half price or whatever, usually. Yeah. It's for the kids. Yeah. And so, and, oh, and the other thing she did was she had a limited number of commissions that she would do for like 50 bucks. Yep. Makes and sense so, that like, you don't the, have a lot of time. Right. And so, especially if you're signing fucking, you know. Yeah. You're like going home right. after the con and doing fucking drawings. Yes. <laughs> And while you're getting pressured to go out to dinner with all all these ex people, like yeah, networking stuff, yeah. So, 
or people you have you know people you've maybe talked to like via like like text chats or discord servers or something and it's like you know covert like like pe fellow people in the industry friend like work artists or whatever but anyways so um sunday morning like a half an hour before the con opened up there was already like a group of people from like exhibitors and stuff at her table Mm -hmm. And like she had her husband, like her manager, kind of shoo them away. And then a little bit late, like a little bit later, they were back again. And their their thing was like, well, we're not in line. Oh, we're man. just kind of waiting. Like, we're just hanging out. I like her art. Wow. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Dude, it's it's awesome. Like I bought like she's doing those the Demon Days comics for Marvel that I, I haven't read yet, but I've mostly just got because her cover arts her cover work. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is that is. Something. And so so um they they noticed that like the people that were there already like the uh, people at the con and so they basically like started bringing fans who only had like a couple of comics to get signed ahead of them in line mm -hmm. and so they started like yelling and stuff and like um, fist fights almost broke out in line and she found out about it and she's like you know what fuck this like i can't handle it like i'm like i'm, I'm trying to do something nice for people and assholes are ruining i mean not i'm super paraphrasing her she's yeah. like use language like my wife would use not like i would use <laughs> she's a nice person not like danny so please don't take it as her words yeah paraphrasing but she was like basically like yeah i'm done dude like i'm done like she shut down she left she left the con and had her husband pack up the table and they left mm -hmm. and then um but then they did a short couple hour signing the next day or the day after monday or tuesday after at the midtown comics okay right there by the convention center that we mm -hmm. went to yeah and she said she's like basically like her husband was going to work with the store employees and if they recognized any of the people that were causing problems i.e vendors yeah that they're just going to get booked on the door God, it's so sad man like people just can't have a good time at a con anymore and then people are kind of panicked, like fans and stuff, because um, there's one I think coming up in Philadelphia soon, and there were like they were wondering if she was going to show up to that or not because she was talking about just you know the the mental strain of having to deal with those people. But I think the signing at Midtown kind of shows that she's like not going to let them win. Yeah. So, yeah, it just sucks, man. Like, because we, you know, it's gotten much much worse since we've been going to cons regularly. But even then, like you'd see people like roll up to certain artists and have them like like 10 of the same issue have them sign it mm -hmm. and you know get all pissy when they wanted like a donation or to charge them or something yeah it's like fucker you have the guy from um the grading company i can't remember what their name is standing right here watching the guy sign it so that they can verify it and grade the comic so you can sell it for even more you know you're gonna try to get a free comic a comic signed for free and then turn around and flip it for a couple hundred bucks yeah. online dude this is like totally on my commission list now like i'm back <laughs> right she uh if you go on um on reddit i think it was on the comics subreddit they posted some of her um oh no no i'm sorry it was her instagram if you follow her instagram she posts she posted some of the commissions that she did do at from new york comic-con they're like simple but nice mm -hmm. no definitely they look they look really cool yeah, she does the a lot of watercolor work, which we both like. Yes, she is. No, she's she is pretty damn awesome at that. So, 
yeah now you see why she's the new uh the new hot thing and comic covers an artist yeah it's kind of weird that that um when, when was the last time they did like like little watercolor artists like do like marvel titles and stuff like that it's usually always much more like traditional yeah it's been a while okay. and like traditional or like digital Mm hmm. So, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Yeah. yeah, but she might be too big to come to some of the cons out here, unless I guess you go to Comic Con or maybe she might show up at WonderCon. Be the like quote unquote smallest con that she shows up to out here, but definitely <laughs> not going to do Long Beach or uh, Comic Con Revolution. No, not at all. <laughs> and I don't blame her. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> doesn't need to. She doesn't need to. Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I kind of lied to you, Sean. I'm surprised I didn't get a text call, with you calling me a liar. Why? <laughs> but it worked. My, my lie worked. My lie worked. Your lie worked. Because I told you. Yes, because I told you. You didn't watch She Hulk, did you? No. I lied to tell you to watch She Hulk, and there was only six episodes. Well, I only had six episodes left because I, I watched four episodes. Okay, so, so technically, yeah. so, maybe maybe it all worked out in the end. I didn't. I I, I lied, but not you. There was more than <laughs> like, hey, you only have this many episodes left. Technically, you I were guess. right. I only did have six episodes left. <laughs> oh man! But no, uh, there was nine episodes. So yeah, yes, not six. And then the last one was longer. It wasn't like twenty-five minutes. It was like thirty-five minutes. Yes, how terrible. How rude. How vicious of you. You're a monster. I am a, I, I'm a, I'm a goddamn liar, as Henry Rollins says. I'm just going to end this episode, because I have the power. I'm not going to let the liars win. I have the power. All right, Optimus Prime, with the Matrix of Leadership. Um, She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. It's a show about a girl. That's cousins. It's about a she, it's about a she with the Hulk. It becomes a, and they're in a car accident, and you know for whatever reason he doesn't turn into the Hulk. During the car accident, he stays human form, and his blood gets into her blood, and she gets powers. But she's way better at controlling the Hulk rage than the Hulk. Hulk is I am Hulk. I smash. She's like yo, I'm in Hulk form, but I'm a fucking lawyer. Let me lawyer this shit up. Yeah. Well. I mean, like, they didn't do a very good job in the movies of, like, you know, like, there's different backstories of why there's, like, the, the rage inside the Hulk that becomes a separate being. Yeah. Whether it's, like, you know, he was, like, abused as a kid or different things, but, you know, she doesn't have that dramatic backstory. Yeah. Plus, it also happened to her, like, as an adult, I guess. I don't know, but. I mean, so I mean, Bruce it's... wasn't wasn't an adult? I don't know. He was a younger <laughs> adult, I guess. He was... More, I guess I meant to say, I said more like experienced adult, but the funny thing is, is like <laughs> the people who don't like, is not an experienced adult. He was a, he was a young naive summer child. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the funny thing is, is like reading the people like the, some of the stuff about it, the show from people who haven't read the comic, mm -hmm. and probably didn't because you know it's like wait, why are we making female superheroes? I'm not reading this bullshit, and then, but then they like, like watch the show and they're like, "What's going on here? I don't understand any of it." And it's like, well, because it's taking it for, like 
why are they doing all this woke bullshit in this show? And it's like, you mean stuff that they did in the comic? Like, all this shit's covered in the comic, bro. <laughs> but I do like the fact that the show does go after, like, the trolls. Like, they're basically the best defense is a good offense. Yes. <laughs> pretty much. It was uh, it was pretty funny. The uh, The fourth wall breaking was pretty good. I thought it got a little ridiculous on the last episode i mean i'm not i wasn't i wasn't i didn't i didn't care for where it went on the last episode but she did call them out on that bullshit <laughs> i do love i do love uh kevin though that was pretty that was pretty good yes that was pretty <laughs> funny man i was just waiting for some nerd i was disappointed but i was happy about my disappointment Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I was talking to one of my coworkers and stuff, and he was asking if I was watching. And I said, "Yeah," and stuff. And he said that he didn't like this one, and he didn't like uh, Miss Marvel. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I'm like, "Oh fuck! I don't want to ask, but I want to know." Kind of a thing. Why? Why don't you like them? And I was expecting like some ridiculous answer, and his his answer wasn't the best answer, but it definitely wasn't the worst I've heard. Which it was. Yeah. Well, it just feels like they're trying too hard. Hmm. Trying too hard to do what? Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel like I don't know anything about the Miss Marvel show, so I can't talk to that. I don't feel like they were trying real hard with the show. I just didn't think it had a a strong ending. I think they, I think they uh, went like five steps too far on the on the on the fourth wall stuff. Like yeah, I th- I think it could have been wrapped up. Uh, I th- I think it could have been wrapped up a little better. Like, but I, I think just... I think like the rest of the show was like calling out, like the bullshit fans bullshit, mm-hmm. and like so like addressing like the how like you know because that's one of the complaints about every Marvel movie from people some people I know that mm-hmm. like the first two acts are amazing even like DC like Wonder Woman. Like the first Wonder Woman that everyone loved. Yeah. Like, yeah, the first two thirds of the movie was amazing. And then it just, no matter what happens in the first two thirds, the last one third of the movie always involves some over budgeted, shitty CGI fight. Well, it's a superhero movie. There's fighting. I mean, maybe it doesn't need to be super CGI, but like, again, superhero movie. Oh, I think so. That's one of the things they addressed with her like talking to kevin was the whole cgi fight but like yeah. yeah we don't need this like <laughs> you always do this or yeah we always do this or, the, or like how like hulk wasn't there and then finally shows up at the end and it's like they do that too in comics too where it's like the um checkoff's gun where it's like the gun is there it's going to be used at some point like the hulk is there you know he's coming back at some point mm-hmm. and so they're like yeah we don't need that either no but I still say, man, bringing like Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky was the fucking highlight of the show. Him and the guy that played the 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 neighbor, I mean not the neighbor, but the lawyer partner, the dude. Yeah, that is true. Um, they had some really fun characters in the show. Yeah, like uh, I, I I decided like for a while I I, I haven't had a chance to introduce myself to anybody, but I was going to introduce myself like Madison in the show. <laughs> my name is Danny with two N's and the Y is exactly where you think it goes. <laughs> uh, 
That's too funny. <laughs> oh, and then after the next to last episode, you know, I mean, we're spoiling shit. It's too late now. We can't unspoil. But, you know, she ends up uh, boning down with um, Matt Murdock. Yeah. And people complained about that. And it's like, why? Um, do you not read the comics? Do you not read any comics? Like, re- semi-recently, there's an issue where Wolverine and Deadpool are, like, fighting the... the it's the hand in Marvel, right? Yeah, I think so. The ninjas? Okay, I always get the, the, the them and the turtles. One's the hand and one's the foot. I think the foot clan is the ninjas, the turtle ninja turtles, and the hand is the Daredevil, Electra. Yeah. But anyways, um, they're kind of fighting them or whatever, and I guess he's all depressed because he broke up with Electra or somebody. Mm-hmm. And and Wolverine's calling him out. It's like, dude, you fuck everybody. You're a hembo. <laughs> everybody likes the blind guy. Yes. So for people to be like, why did why did Matt why did Daredevil sleep with her and do the walk of shame? And it's like, oh yeah, he did the walk of shame in his costume the next day. And so her partner her partner comes. And it's like, yeah. Ooh, I did you see the double? Yeah. Like walking doing the walk of shame, and then they're like, wait, he came from here, didn't he? <laughs> Um, but it is nice that they got the same actor back, Charlie Cox. Yeah, his name is. I never, I didn't watch any of the uh, Netflix shows that are no longer Netflix. And I, I liked it. I don't know what, I don't know what happened during the second one. Like, I don't know. I couldn't get into the Punisher guy, and I just, I didn't watch it. I don't know. Yeah, see, like, I'm that's the only ones that I wanted to watch were Daredevil and Punisher, just because I like John Barenthal. Yeah. And if I had, if I got to pick like a fantasy draft type scenario of a movie and or TV show, is I would like to see uh, the um, John Barenthal Punisher against the Frank Grillo. Um, what the fuck? I had his name and I lost it. He be oh, Crossbones. Mm. I think that would be like a good like little six episode TV show or a movie. But I don't think they would make it because I don't think people would think it was popular enough. But <laughs> I like both. I really do like both those actors a lot, and they played their roles really good. Yeah, like in Captain America, where he's like, "Sorry, sorry, Cap, this isn't personal." And then Captain's like, "I don't know, man. It feels pretty personal to me." <laughs> they execute the Marvel MCU version of Order sixty six on Captain Marvel on Captain America. I mean, exactly. Oh man, but yeah, it's. For being six issues, I mean six uh, episodes, about half hour ish each, plus or minus a few couple minutes. Yeah, no, there was a, there was a lot of funny parts. Um, I th- I think the other thing I liked about it was like she went from being you know just you know a lawyer, and then she went to having powers, and I think it showed the conflict a lot about it because especially since it was like an out and open kind of thing versus like secret identity kind of thing like i thought it was i thought it was her emotions and the way she acted i thought was you know was interesting and it was modern like that's the other thing that like people need to get over a little bit like like a lot of stuff is taking place like more nowadays and how people act today not like how they did like 20 years ago like and like she's a relatively new character created too. It's not like you know Captain America that's been around since like the twenties. You know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. 
But uh, but yeah, like the fact that you know people talk about how she was um, like basically balancing like like the show was like at the heart was like a millennial trying to figure out her place in the world mm-hmm. and like trying to make it as a lawyer. And then it's like, she's like, just like she talks about, she's like, I just got where I want to be in my job. And now I got to deal with this fucking bullshit. Yeah. Oh, and I guess her, I guess she's been around longer than I thought. Her first appearance was in the Savage She-Hulk number one, February of 1980. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty baldy given her own, her, her first appearance being in her own, uh, um, story nice like it wasn't like like because even like uh wolverine didn't show up in his own story like wolverine had to piggyback off the hulk but she hulk didn't hey oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then the uh the end the end of she hulk little little tease at the end with hulk yes interesting so i wonder how i wonder if that's part of their like addition to like just bring characters into the uh <laughs> into right the or if they're gonna like or if they're teasing the movie of like you know meet like like how they used to do like in the like the old batman show meanwhile back at the bat cave yeah it's like you know like if it starts off with him like leaving yeah like it, is there anything about a hulk movie coming i don't think so I could have swore i had heard stuff I don't that know. well i think they're waiting for they can't make a hulk movie well they let me rephrase that they can but Universal still has the rights. So you think they're waiting for it to die out? And they're waiting for Universal to like um, the rights. Because like, I think they have to. That's why they, they keep making shitty Fantastic Four movies. Or they kept making it. Was because Fox Studios that had the rights at the time. Yeah. Like if you don't make a movie. If you, if, you ha- if you don't make the property. If you don't make a movie within a certain amount of time. Yeah. You lose the rights. Gotcha. And so that's why they. There was one that was even like worse. There was like super low budget. That yeah. like they basically knew nobody was gonna watch. They made but it. Like, just hey, we... They made it. Yes, and then that's also why they made the four fantastic movie. Yeah. Where they so, they were they yeah. they tried to go woke, but did it in a cowardly way by making a like Michael B. Jordan the Human Torch, okay. and his dad the dad his yeah. dad you know black, but they kept Sue Storm white as mm-hmm. his his sister, even though she well they're like well she's adopted. It's like why not make her black as well. If they're siblings, or is that too many black people in a movie for you? <laughs> and and also you didn't want to piss off people because Sue Storm and uh, Reed Richards eventually fall in love, and you don't want to have the interracial. You're not ready to. You're not ready to have an interracial couple on screen. Hey oh. In in the Zing. late two thousands or, or mid twenty twenties or whatever that movie came out. Like zing, throw that shade, Danny. Dude, yeah, that was like for people who were like, "Why is he black?" And it's like my argument was like, "Forget why is he black? Why is she white?" <laughs> siblings, like yeah, but she's adopted. It's like, no, don't give me that shit. Make them siblings. Who knows? We live in a oh yeah crazy society. So, uh, yes, so I don't know, man. I I don't know I'm like, if they're gonna make a World War Hulk movie. Yeah, I don't know. It would be. I don't know if the universe is set up to have World War Hulk. Wait, wait. I guess they could. They fucked up the continuation. Because he was gone on the, the planet. Yep. And he came back with Thor. Set up the Avengers. Yeah. He didn't have any kids when he was on the bar- when he was the barbarian Thor. And then he came back with Thor. Well, Hulk, I mean, and he walked around with his dick hanging out. Yeah. And then he came back. And couldn't turn back into Hulk anymore because he got beat up by uh, Thanos. 
Yeah. And then he turned into Grey Hulk. But at no point did they then but okay. I guess I guess uh it's a comic, it's a TV show based on a comic, and comic books fucking retcon all the time. <laughs> they can't ever get it in sync. <laughs> so yeah, it's just another retcon. Apparently he had a I'm guessing gonna show that he had a kid somehow. Yeah. On that planet. I did I did enjoy the Red Hulk comic uh comment. That was pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was some some nice uh references for the initiated and if you didn't know about it then you just sort of like, oh, I don't know what she said there, but whatever. It wasn't like you missed out on anything major other than a chuckle or two. Yeah. True. Oh man. So I'm I'm slow I'm slowly uh weebifying my wife, Sean. Oh boy, she's she's getting oh. there. She took a sip and now she wants a maybe she wants another sip. So I was start. I was watching this anime from last season. Popped up on it was like on my for you list kind of thing recommended. Yeah. The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Yep. Did you watch any of it? No. Nah. So basically, the main character is like the first lieutenant in the Yakuza family, and he's fucking known as the demon of the family. Yeah. Right, like there's like so it opens up and he's like people are opening a open a business on their turf without like showing proper respect. Yeah, and he's like, All right, we're gonna go talk to them, and then he just ends up beating the shit out of them, and so possibly killing them, and so like they show like a shot of him like standing in the office, like you know, of course he wears glasses, so you couldn't see his eyes and the gleam and his you know smile with his like vampire teeth, mm-hmm. and then so they're like in the car drive home, and he's like changes his shirt because his other one's just covered in blood. And the guy driving him is just like, dude, you're supposed to talk to them. And it's like, I tried. They didn't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he gets back and basically, he, like, as, as, as this story is going on, there's a B story of, like, the, the, the head of the family, his daughter is going to come move into the house with them. Mm-hmm. And so he calls this guy in. And it's like, look, man, you need to calm down, dude. You're out of control. Like, if you back when you were just, like, a random foot soldier, it was different. But now you're, like, second, like, my first lieutenant. So, um... I'm going to have you watch, like, basically be my daughter's bodyguard and slash babysitter. And that hopefully that'll, like, calm you the fuck down. <laughs> and so, like, like, in the first episode, like, he's walking her to school and he's, like, there's these two two guys that, like, were part of that group that he beat up. We're following them. And he's, like, as soon like, he doesn't know we're here. And then they go to him and he's, like, wow, these guys, dude. If they're going to follow someone, make, like, don't be so obvious about it. Like, right? Like, he knows they're there and stuff. And so, he has the girl who's like, hey, let's play red light, green light. So she has her, like, tighter eyes or whatever and, like, you know, count or whatever. And, like, she goes back there and just beats them up again. And then she's like, green light. And he's, like, right there to touch her. And he's like, I win. And he, she, like, looks back and she's like, you're a liar. And he's like, what, what do you mean? There's nobody else. It's just the two of us. And then they pan back and they're kind of around a corner and, you know, all beat up again. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, like... So it's it's it is a pretty good job of balancing the yakuza stuff with helping the kid. It shows the reason why he's called the demon. There's a few episodes that aren't necessarily filler episodes, but they more like flashback episodes, like storytelling, including the last episode that kind of sets up more about like his history and their history together. Like like he was she was a baby and he was younger and stuff. There's like a picture of her like sleeping on his like he's sleeping on the floor and she comes over and like puts her head up on his like cap and like falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there, so like, I watched a couple episodes of that and my wife with my wife and then she's like getting into it. And so we basically watched the rest of that. Nice. Um, and she really liked it. And she's like, is there going to be another, 
how do you, have they said anything about a second season? And I'm like, well, there's an anime this this last season that they made a season two for. The first one came out like five or six years ago. Yeah. And she's like, what? And I'm like, or it could come out like in the spring. Yes. <laughs> you should have her check out the uh, um, the herbivore dragon. Yeah, that one yeah. was one I was looking at watching. But it's, surprisingly... It's, yeah, there are only like 20 episodes, but it's definitely much more on the cutesy side. But not like... Well, death by cute. Yeah. This one, like, it has its cutesy moments. Like, the girl's, like, cute. I think I told somebody at work, who's a weeb also, mm-hmm. said this might be a, a controversial or unpopular opinion, but I think the show is better than Spy vs. Family. Oh, damn. Which one? Um, the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Oh, really? Similar, similar story of like dude and like a deadly like dude has to like take care of a young girl. Yeah, that's not his necessarily. Gotcha. Um, because I don't know why people love the little girl and Spy versus Family. Like I watched the show not because of her, but in spite of her. Yeah. Like she was kind of annoying. Yeah, she's not very good. Not very smart. Versus, yeah, versus the girl and uh, like at one point he's like. I'm supposed to be, she's the adult one, but for some reason I'm babysitting her. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's more responsible than me, but apparently I have to babysit her. I don't know why that's supposed to happen. So, um, (laughs) but we're watching it and she's like, um, are we going to watch another episode? I'm like, no, there's one, there's another anime that just came out the first episode. I want to watch this one tonight Mm. before I go to bed. And she's like, well, what is it? And I told her like, well, it's going to be kind of gory, but I don't know if you like it or whatever. And so she ended up watching the first episode of uh, Chainsaw Man with me. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) And so, like, of course, she has, like, I bought her one of those, like, Squishmallow things for her to keep on the couch, like, to, like, either use as a pillow or whatever. Yeah. Cuddle if she wants, like, hold on to. Just have it there. And so she basically, like, used that as, like, protection from the... Mm-hmm. gore in the show and so after the show it went she was like um she's like if 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 you're around if, if i'm around and you're watching and you want to watch the next episode I, i'll watch it with you to a couple of like a little bit later she was like when does the next episode come out or she's like when are we gonna watch the next episode and i was like um Tuesday dude it's the new season right? yeah yeah something like that i'm like well it's like the new season i'm like we have to wait they come out one episode a week it's not like netflix where they show put them all on i'm like the only reason all these are on the Yakuza one is because it's last season. Yeah. We're we're behind on that one. I said, and she's like, wait, what decade are we in? I have to wait till next <laughs> week to watch the next episode. We live in confusing times. <laughs> That's too funny. Yes. Welcome to the world of disappointment with anime. Like, like I said, it could be how like they green super green lit the second season of Spy versus Family. So it came out like they skipped a season basically for the season two to come out. So it came out like what I was like summer and now it's out again or fall or something like mm-hmm. that or spring. I mean, it was spring and then they had the summer shows and now they're the fall shows and now the second season's out. Yeah. So I said, we can either wait like then not, not winter, but spring will be the earliest it'll come out mm-hmm. or in like five or six years or never or never plenty of shows yeah. with never ever having a sequel again but for the accused uh, that's got the babysitting there's a few people that are there's like in other families that are loose ends that are gonna ha- have to be dealt with at some point probably hmm. so it, it, there's definitely room for more seasons gotcha okay 
Good to know. Good to know. All right, everybody, that's it for today's show. Thanks for sticking around. Make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those magical places. Uh, even uh, Untapped, you follow Danny. He'll let you know what he likes to drink or what his thought is on a magical beer that he finds in the wild. <laughs> All right, everybody, you guys take it easy. We'll see you next time. Later.